0: shut up bella you know what no hello and welcome back to the shut up bella podcast podcast where you all beg me to shut up and i do not listen in today's episode as you may have guessed from the title of this of this episode it is about taylor swift now i am a huge fan of taylor swift i have been since She released the album Red when I was like eight years old. I remember before school, every morning, I would watch fan-made music videos to the song we are Never Getting Back Together because it was my favourite Taylor Swift song at the time. And then I Knew You Were Trouble came out and lots of songs like that came out and I loved it. And then 1989 came out when I was in year seven, so it was my first year of high school and I used to listen to that album every morning on the bus every morning coming home on the bus I would turn all the way up to drown out the noise of being on the freaking school bus and I just totally loved it. But then after 1989 came Reputation, if you didn't know I'm not a huge Reputation fan so I sort of lost my love for Taylor Swift but then Lover came out and while I'm still not a huge fan of Lover there are definitely some songs on there specifically Cruel Summer, Paper Rings and Cornelia Street which reignited my Taylor Swift love and now With Folklore being out, we can get into what this video is all about. Now, I have two favourite Taylor Swift eras, 1989 and Folklore, but I can never decide which era is my favourite. It is almost impossible for me to even try to decide. So what I have came up with is a chart on Excel. I might share a picture of this chart on Twitter once this episode's out. But I've came up with a chart and what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this chart to try and figure out which album is my favourite by putting each track against each other. For example, track one on 1989 and Folklore will be going directly head-to-head. This should hopefully help me build my dream Taylor Swift album and if more Folklore songs win, then it's clear that Folklore is my favourite era. If more 1989 songs win, then is my favourite. You understand the overall idea. So to avoid me talking for way too long about Taylor Swift, we are just going to get straight into it. So track one versus track one is Welcome to New York versus The One. Now, I am not a huge fan of either song. If I think of the best opening song for a Taylor Swift album, I think of State of Grace. State of Grace opening Red is absolutely iconic and I totally love it. But in terms of opening opening songs on an album, both of these do a good job of introducing the overall vibe of the era. It's, I think Welcome to New York perfectly encapsulates the 1989 era with the sort of, like, kind of... It takes a very more pop route compared to Red, which is quite country and it just sort of is a, acts as a microcosm for everything that happens within 1989. And then the one is much softer and takes almost an acoustic route without actually being acoustic, which I like. And if I had to pick a favourite out of the two, while neither are my favourites on their albums out of the two, I think my favourite would have to be The One. This is not been Welcome to New York's a bad song at all, but, you know, if you're putting them directly head to head, I don't think Welcome to New York stands a chance against The One. If I'm being totally honest with you, The One is an amazing song, you know, starting the album with I'm doing good, I'm wanting new bleep, <laughs> and saying yes instead of no, and... I love the whole idea of Brewers for something, don't you think? So, tossing pennies in the pool, and it would have been fun if you could have been the one. Like I just love that idea of lost love and grieving for something that never once was. So next track two versus track two is Blank Space versus Cardigan. Now both of these are singles off their respective albums. Cardigan being the first single off Folklore, and I'm pretty sure Blank Space was the first single off. 1989. I'm not even going to beat around the bush here if I'm being honest with you guys. The winner is Blank Space by A Country Mile. Blank Space successfully did what the entire Reputation album tried to do in one song. Blank Space reclaimed Taylor's Reputation as this sort of playgirl who toys men along just to write songs about them, which is essentially what Reputation's about. She did it better in that one song than she could have in that whole album. And I will not apologise for that opinion. Blank Space is amazing. I think most girls in 2014 had their bio as... Because Darling, I'm a Nightmare dressed like a daydream. Like, that is who I wanted to be when I grew up. I think I based a whole book. Yeah, I think the first... I wrote, like, three chapters of a Draco Malfoy fanfiction. It was the first thing I wrote on Wattpad. never published any of them, so I don't class it as my first book on Wattpad. But, like, I think the title of that book was... Nightmare Dressed Like a Daydream based solely on this song. I do think it's iconic and I think it is just incredible. I love it. So yeah, in this case, Blank Space wins. So it's one for folklore, one for Blank Space if you're keeping track with me. If you would like to play along, please do and share your opinions with me because I would love to hear them. Next up, track three versus track three is Style from 1989 versus The Last Great American Dynasty. This could be controversial to some of y'all, but the winner by a country mile, in my opinion, has got to be style. I'm sorry, but it's the way we all know it was about Harry Styles, like James Dean classic. What wait, what was it? Oh I have not forgot the lyrics of style. It's so embarrassing. You can. James Dean classic. Wait, what is it? Look in your eye? And I got that. You got, that James. you got that James Dean Daydream look in your eye and I got that red lip classic thing that you like. Oh, Iconic. I'm sorry if I'm speaking way too much into the microphone today. My other headphones haven't worked so I'm having to use different pair that aren't as good. But you know, we move. But yes, style is so, so, so incredible. It was a cultural reset. A cultural reset. You can't tell me that you went sat at home wishing you that red lip classic thing that he liked that long hair slicked back it's harry styles it's harry styles and i love it don't get me wrong i like the last great american dynasty if i had ranked so vocal songs it would not be in the top half though um i love the fact i love the storytelling element one of my favorite things about taylor is the way she tells a story with her songs and i just think it is incredible but even in terms of storytelling i think style does it a lot better than the last great american dynasty does it now it is track four this track four out of the woods from 1989 versus exile from folklore now if you do not know exile is my favorite folklore song so clearly exile wins i'm not usually a huge fan of collaborations from taylor if i'm being honest with you i think everything has changed from red is like sub I like the song she did with the Dixie Chicks on "Love it's not one of my favourites though. I think it's called um, Soon It'll Get Better or something along those lines. Like I said I'm not a huge fan. This is her best collaboration in my opinion. It is so incredible I think. I'm pretty sure it's a piano in the beginning but the way it starts with that piano and then Bonnie Vere's voice comes through and you don't expect it because his voice is so deep and it's like honey honestly I could listen to his voice for hours. But it just comes through with that first line that I can see you standing. Wait, what is it? I can, see you I can see you standing, honey, with your arms around his body, with his arms around your body, laughing, but the joke's not funny at all. Like, oh, it's so incredible, honestly. And I read it on, I think it was on either Tumblr or Twitter, that this song was written about a moment between Harry and Taylor, the VMAs, when Taylor went to the VMAs with. Calvin Harris and it's about like Harry Styles perspective do I think that's true probably not but do I think it's a heck of a story absolutely and this song is just incredible I do live out of the woods I love the bridge and out of the woods remember when we hit the breakstairs to 20 stitches in the hospital room please start crying baby added to too when the sun came up I was looking at you I love the when the sun came up I was looking at you bit in particular it's one of my favorite um like Taylor Swift moments I really love that line but overall, the song out of the woods doesn't compare to exile, in any way. Next, we have all you had to do was stay versus mighty as ricochet. Now, this is really hard. Actually, I don't think I can. I'm really struggling to pick here because within mighty as ricochet, I think there are some great moments, but overall, I don't love the sound. Whereas so I think lyrically my tears ricochet is stronger is what I'm trying to say, especially with moments like, and if I'm dead to you, why were you at the wake like that I think is so poignant in terms of Taylor's reputation, where you know everyone pretended for ages that they just didn't care about Taylor Swift, but every time her name was brought up into the news, everyone seemed to have an opinion on her that kind of thing, so lyrically, my tears ricochet is stronger, but sonically and like with the sound, all you had to do was stay was is way up more up my alley i love it i love how it's more pop and it is more fun it's just a lot more enjoyable for me as a listen i just uh... but i think with my tears ricochet i prefer the overall message i'm gonna give it to my tears ricochet i think yeah okay we'll give it to my tears ricochet next we have shake it off versus mirror Bowl. Now, when I say that I only like certain singles of 1989, I mean it. I think Shake It Off, it did what I had to do, but I'm not a fan. Like, if I was listening to 1989, I would, just, I would skip Shake It Off. It's not my kind of song at all. It's like, if I was listening to Red, I would skip 22. You know, it's just, it's not my vibe. If it's your vibe, great, it's not mine. So Mirrorball does win. Um... My friend and I, who were both big Tales for fans, we say that Mirrorball is our roller disco song. If we were ever in a coming of age movie we would have a roller skating scene where it's just us going round an empty rink and this song would be playing. And I love the bridge of this song, especially the line, I'm never a natural. All I do is try, try, try because I felt that a little bit too hard. I'm not going to lie to you, Taylor, that one really hit close to home. And yeah, I just, I love Mirrorball. I think the overall message of, you know, I'm a miracle, I show you all the visions of yourself and, like, I'm a chameleon, I can blend into people's, what people want to see from me. Yeah, I would love that song. Next up, we have track seven. This is track seven. We have, ooh, what is it? I Wish You Would versus seven. This, again... They're quite, they're very different songs is what you should be realising by now. That folklore in 1989 are so different. But they are my favourite eras because of this I think. They are very unique and I just love it. So, I Wish You Would is... I love the overall, I love the storytelling aspect of both of these songs a lot. And the stories are very different. I think the story in I Wish You Would is a lot more, you know... It's a lot more of a safer story to tell it's an easier story to tell lyrically I think of you know I wish you would come back I wish i never hung up the phone like I did like it's a story of missed love essentially whereas seven it, in case I mentioned seven wins against I wish you would seven definitely wins because there is something about this song that I just love I think it's ranked as like my fourth favorite overall from this whole album this song it really speaks to the homoerotic friendships that LGbt QIA plus people can experience during childhood. I could explain this further. I've actually written a whole essay on this topic just for pure enjoyment because I like writing essays about music because I love music so much. But, you know, lines like, um, Your braids like a pattern lift you to the moon and to Saturn or to Jupiter and to Saturn, whatever the line is, I think that is speaks very much to, you know, young girls who do experience these homooraric friendships. And I love the moment where it's um I think you could live with me and we can be pirates and um, pack your dollars in a sweater we'll move to India forever. I think it speaks to the innocence of childhood friendships and, you know, and though I can't recall your face, I've still got love for you, you know, I can still remember my childhood best friends and what snacks they would get when we went to the corner shop to pick up some snacks for movie nights and things like that and I think... This song really speaks to those experiences of, you know, your first friends as a young girl. And I really like that. So yeah, seven wins against I Wish You Would. Now, track eight is August versus Bad Blood. In case you did not know, you probably didn't because I've never shared this online. Bad Blood, in my opinion, is Taylor Swift's worst song. I hate this song. I don't care how iconic it is, I hate it. Obviously, me is bad everyone knows me as bad from lover and you need to calm down is also not great but bad blood makes my blood boil i hate it so much i hate the fact that she's not really singing in it she's like talking singing don't get me wrong i love the band-aids don't fix bullet holes i do like that bit but like that is the only bit i can think of in the whole song i like other than that i hate it (laughs) so much Whereas August is my third favourite song off this album. I love, love, love this song. Is it because I was born in August and I'm a Leo and I like anything to do with that? Probably. This song is phenomenal. This is my number one song to scream while I'm in the shower, especially the, end. Um, back when we were still changing for the better, wanting was enough, for me it was enough. Or the line where it is, oh, what's the bridge? I can't remember it but it's amazing and I love it I just love this song and the whole idea of you know August slipped away like a bottle of wine but you were never mine and it really feels like it feels like a very Jacob and Harriet song to me if you've read Tear Off you know what I'm talking about this is a very Jacob and Harriet song so track nine versus track nine is This Is Me Trying versus Wildest Dreams. This is, there is a clear winner here and that clear winner is Wildest Dreams. This Is Me Trying is good. I particularly like the line, um, they told me all my cages were mental. So I got wasted like, all my potential. I think that one's a really good one. Or oh, I was so ahead of the curve that the curve became a sphere. Those are two very poignant lines. However, do I think that this song beats the absolute artistry, the absolute storytelling genius that is wildest dreams, absolutely not. The whole see you remember me, standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. It's amazing. I don't think anything could top this song, actually that's why I do think things could top this song but nothing that I've- this is me trying to not beat this song in my opinion. So next we are now on to track ten, I believe, and this is illicit affairs versus. Oh, sorry, my Excel chart is a little bit confusing. Versus, how you get the girl. This is painfully obvious. I love how you get the girl first and foremost. Um, illicit affairs wins this round against how you get the girl, but I do love how you get the girl. I love the storytelling element, and this chapter heavily, this song heavily inspired the chapter forty-two. In T-Dom, when Eva shows up in the rain, you know, sounding like a ghost shaking from the rain. And Nathaniel opens at the door and says, are you insane? Like, I love that whole storytelling element of that song. But Illicit Affairs is lyrically and, once again, sonically, a lot stronger, I think. Especially the bridge in Illicit Affairs. You know, don't call me kid, don't call me baby. Look at this idiotic fool that you made me. I think it is just much stronger. This song is very Jacob and Harriet. This is a Jacob and Harriet song in my opinion. Especially, you know, and that's the thing about illicit affairs. In clandestine meetings and stolen stairs. It's born from just one million. It's born from just one million. Born from just one million. Oh, I've totally forgot the words there. This is embarrassing for me, isn't it? Oh well, moving on to track 11 versus track 11 we have Invisible String versus This Love. Now I'm a big fan of 1989 and Folklore both as I've mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of This Love though I do think as a song it can be quite boring occasionally whereas I love Invisible String I think it's so cute I love her use of colour imagery you know with the green of the grass and the blue of his shirt and I love the idea of you know it's really a song about soulmates and how the speaker in this song reflects that the person she's with now is his soulmate, and I think that is very, very cute. Moving on, track twelve is track twelve is Mad Woman versus I Know Places. The winner here by Country Mile is I Know Places. I don't like Mad Woman. I think it is my yeah probably my least favorite song on this album. I respect what she's trying to do in Mad Woman, but it's kind of the same vibe as the Man from Lover. And I do prefer The Man, mainly because I love the bridge, you know, um, what's it like to brag about, raking in dollars and getting bitches and models. I love that line of The Man. Why do I keep talking about other albums? This is not a video, this is not a podcast about other albums, this is about these two. But I'm a huge Taylor stan so I'm going to mention whatever the hell I want to because it's my podcast. So yeah, I Know Places wins. I love the whole idea of this song and how, yes, once again, it's probably about Harry Styles. I think it's so clever and I really love it. Next we have Epiphany versus Clean. Clean is one of my favourite Taylor songs of all time. I think it's really ranked highly in terms of being my favourite Taylor songs. I just, I don't think I could ever, I don't think any song in my opinion could beat Clean. It is amazing, you know, especially The Bridge, 10 months sober. I must admit just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it and while this is a song about leaving a relationship and a breakup I think when I think about it, I, I view it as being clean from something else and I'm not going to talk about it yet on the podcast. You know I might do a whole episode about my mental health struggles but yeah, I love the song Clean and it's very important to me so Clean wins. Now, it is time for my top song on 1989 to go against my second top song on folklore so cue the mental breakdown. It is Wonderland vs Betty. I'm just gonna put this out there I cannot pick a favourite out of these two at all at all like it is impossible to even try I love Wonderland so much I love everything about it once again the storytelling element and I've based so many characters relationships off this song but then with Betty I love it so so much once again it's incredibly homoerotic if anyone ever says this song is about a man and a woman I've disagree because yes it's about James. Do I believe that James is a boy? No. This is a song about two girls being in love in high school because I said so and I love this song. Once again it's a storytelling element. I love the whole idea of Betty one time I was riding on my skateboard past your house and it's like I couldn't breathe. Like how cute is that? I just love this song so much and I love Wonderland so I refuse to pick a favourite out of these two. I will leave this box white empty. I'm not picking a favourite. Now this is the second last songs on both albums. It is once again another incredibly hard t- choice for me. You're in Love versus Peace. I love both of these songs so much. You're in Love is one of, again one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. I love it a lot. You know, it's just it's so like touching almost. It is truly about falling in love with your best friend, and I really love that. But then Peace is amazing. I think I'm going to have to give it to You are In Love simply because that is my second favourite 1989 song whereas Peace I would rank about 4th or 5th in terms of folklore. So I'm going to give it to You are In Love. Now this is when it could get controversial once again it's the last song on both albums New Romantics versus Hoax for me the clear winner is New Romantics I think if you're going to end an album the way you should do it is you end on New Romantics. It is such a powerful song you know and maybe I could build a castle out of all the sticks I threw at me like come on like that's so amazing I love New Romantics whereas Hoax when I first listened to Focal, I really didn't like Hoax it is slowly growing on me but it's still not at the level that new is at in my opinion so now if we count up the winners so n- 1989 has one two three four five six 1989 won seven rounds exile won not exile that's my favorite song folklore won one two three four five six seven folklore won eight rounds which means that folklore wins this track versus track and means that Folklore is by default my favourite Taylor Swift era. How interesting. I'm not really surprised to be honest. I think Folklore is a very cohesive era and most of the songs are good. And obviously there are a few that I don't like. But there's a few other songs I don't like on every album. I'm highly opinionated when it comes to music if you have yet to realise that. If you enjoyed this episode or would like to support the podcast by reaching out through a dm or a message you can do so through my social medias and the ones i use the most for the podcast are instagram and twitter where you can find me at shut up bella with an extra s for shut thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed and let me know any thoughts or opinions you have on this episode goodbye lots of love from bella